The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. You know, the Rockets are like, well, you're, you're just, you're just going to have to sit here and play until we decide who to trade you to. And we're going to trade you where we want. And Harden's kind of like, hold my beer. I'm going to go COVID it with a bunch of strippers. It just shows he doesn't really care. We, we know that. He, he just wants to go someplace else so he can not care there and get paid and put up his 40. Do you think he goes somewhere else and not cares? Or do you think he, he goes there and tries to make a statement and, and, and we move forward? I mean, he, he's going to go there and be what he's always been, which is a great scorer, but a guy who dominates the ball and who loses in the playoffs. By March, think of all the superstars who could be gone from Houston. James Harden, J.J. Watt, George Springer, they could trade Carlos Correa. Do you consider that era of sports altogether as one for the city a success because the Astros title? Yeah, I do think this era is over. I think the Astros are going to try to turn into the Rays, so fans are going to have to get used to that. going to suck, but they might be able to pull it off. I, I don't know how good the guy is. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Our number three. Or Trace, as some people may say. 713-780, ESPN's your number. 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. Send a message. You're good to go. Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. Today, it's at Jerry Bonos with a Z. Aaron is blitzed. Add Degenerates 975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. And you can watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 975. Missed the first two hours. Uh, great stuff. Uh, it's, it's really sad as, as Trump would say, sad that you, uh, missed, but, uh, you know, be on podcast arena. Are we, are we doing the podcast stuff later now? Is that how it goes? Uh, I don't know if we've made that decision official yet. Okay. That's still All right. being tossed around by management. All right. Well, at some point, uh, you can go back and listen. And, uh, of course we have another hour to go, so don't go anywhere. That's some of what we talked about, but, uh, we were on, uh, NFL lines. And it's drawn out longer than I was expecting it to because we got on some other stuff in there, but that's what we do. Broncos Chargers, Broncos plus three on uh, the thing I was just showing you, the pick five deal. I got Broncos at plus three and a half. Uh, to me, three is the number. So I feel like that that's a value bet for me to, to use that. I'm not betting it at three, but if it's three and a half, I'm taking the Broncos. If it goes to two and a half, I'd take the Chargers. I'm right there with you at three and a half. It's Broncos at Chargers. I believe it's right. I think that it's dead on. I don't. It's hard to trust those Chargers. Is there any other team that whenever they get inside the three yard line, you're still worried? I, I've never had that predicament where I'm uh, worried. Texans, true Falcons, true. low low blow low blow. <laughs> but the Chargers, I can't trust them at all, man. I just can't. No, I'm, I'm with you. They're going to find a spectacular way to lose because that's what they do. Uh, Rams plus one and a half at Seahawks. I got no idea here. I feel like the Rams would have been favored if they hadn't lost to the Jets. And but, that, that's that's the perfect handicap right there because yeah. if they don't lose there, what's this line today? Uh, it's probably, if if anything, it's a pick at least. But I think that point and a half is because you just... And, and if you watch that game, which I had to go back and watch later because I was watching Saints-Chiefs at that time. Um, you know, the Jets got some early kind of fluky touchdowns. 
And you could you could almost feel the Rams panic. It, it was like in Trading Places when Eddie Murphy says, I can feel them panicking out there. That's what they did. Uh, so it was. I don't want to say it was a fluke game because they didn't play very well. But again, they're not one and a half point, uh, getting a point and a half if that doesn't happen last week. Of interesting stack, McVay dominates Pete Carroll versus the spread since he's taken over. Never lost against the spread to the Seahawks. Can we call that a trend? Is that a trend? Is that a good number? See, Jerry Bo just gave you the gold. So there you go. Rams to play. Eagles minus two and a half at the Cowboys. I see points. One thing that I always tell you, don't make it harder on yourself. Bet on the Dolphins when you need to. Just close your eyes and do it. Same thing. Close your eyes and bet on Rodgers at home. He's 63% in his career. That's one of the things. I don't like to take trends. All trends aren't created equally. Some that don't matter four or five years ago, but what you're saying, Rodgers, okay, he's still there. At home, at Lambeau, that home field advantage still exists. And with the premium that when you bet the Packers at home and he's still covering, that means a lot to me. I like points here, though, because I don't trust their defense. I see Tannehill's, what? Uh, scoring 30 points a game now, that offense. I think they can move the ball against the Packers. It's a one-possession game to me either way. I think that there's points. Hey, I think that's a great handicap of the Packers-Titans. But do you not like Eagles-Cowboys, which is what I asked about? Oh, I thought you said, I'm sorry, <laughs> Eagles-Cowboys. Maybe it's I did them. ask about Eagles-Cowboys, did I not, Aaron? D- did he? You did. I, how much have you had to drink? Well, Eagles, Cowboys, I didn't even want to talk about the Cowboys. This is all part of my plan. I'm okay, sorry about fine. that. Okay, that's fine. We can move on. Um, no, Eagles, I like on that as far as that game, too. I like points. I don't see how the Cowboys can stop that Eagles offense. Not that they're much, but I don't think teams are prepared to stop that kind of offense yet. I like the Eagles to throw up somewhere around 26, 27 points. I like the team total over, and I like the game over. Yeah, 49 and a half is the total. I'm with you on the over on that game. I don't, I don't have an interest in the side. So, okay, Titans-Packers you were talking about. So, 56 is your total. Ooh, seven out of the 11 games, or seven at 11 times that the spread has been set over 53 points. The Packers have hit that, and half of the games for the Titans have surpassed that same total as well. I just, man, 56 is so much in a, in a game, but I've got a feeling this close is like 58. Um, yeah, I think it's going to go up. So if you can get it at 56, I might go ahead and hit it today because you're going to get better value than what you're going to get tomorrow. And uh, as far as the, the side goes, I'm done betting the Packers. They have half-pointed me two weeks in a row. I hate you, Packers. I hate you. But I have Aaron Rodgers in my fantasy championship, so I want him to put up a bunch of points. But I do think the Titans can run the ball against the Packers, so I do think points will be at a premium. And, yeah, you see a number like 56, and you're like, "Mm, that's an awful lot of points. But I, I, you know, if you're going to play anything, I think that's that's the play. And then finally, on uh, Monday night, of course, we'll be back here at 2 o'clock on Monday filling in for Josh Ennis, so we'll talk about this game then. Buffalo minus 7 at New England. I, uh, I'll i tell you what I like. I like the under 46. I don't think the Patriots can score. I think Buffalo's going to put up points. But I also invested heavily in Buffalo defense in my fantasy championship because uh, uh, I, I think now that the Patriots are out, there's not a lot of motivation. And the Bills still need to win. They still can get that two seed, which I, I think they will. So I like the Bills here. I, I'd like it better at six and a half. I'll take seven. But the way they're playing right now, I, I'm not even worried about that. I, I'm, I'm taking the Bills, and I'm, uh, I'll lean under. This isn't the old uh, Patriots. We've got to get that through our brains. They This is the let-up spot of ever. Last week, they yeah. finally had their last chance. we got to crawl through, and we need 
all this to happen. Well, now that that's gone out the window, I think motivation, you can't have a bigger discrepancy in motivation in in one week. The, B- Buffalo needs this game. They need to go ahead and solidify that spot that they got now with the with the Steelers falling behind. And then you got the Patriots, one in five in the last six games against the spread. That's not the same Patriots take Buffalo. Yeah, and uh, here's the other thing. A little extra rest for Buffalo this week because they played on Saturday. And now they're going to play Monday night. So they get a couple extra days. I think that's a benefit. Um, all of that points in the right direction. All right, there you go. That's your NFL. How about that? Only took us three segments. Some interruptions in there. I want to point out, Jerry knows from our money line time, that I like crazy prop bets where you look at stats. No, I've heard you say this. Do you have one of these? Can you share it with the with, people? I'm not, I don't know the number yet, but... When my bookie or your book releases the line on how many sacks between the Saints and Vikings, probably take the over. Kirk Cousins, one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. Saints sitting at the number seven team and getting sacks this year. I think they might feast on Kirk Cousins. Hmm. Interesting. Just, just, in, just a thought. No, I, do I, if it's over five or six sacks, don't do that. If it's four and a half or lower, I would take the over. And I will the second my bookie posts it. Remember that movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. And he and Sam Kinison asked Rodney Dangerfield the, the history question and he answers it. I like the way you think. I'm gonna be watching you. Yeah. Aaron always comes up with these great ones. I mean and and they're always at plus money. Last week he gave us one at plus one sixty on, on sacks over as well. If you're listening right now, as soon as that number comes out, I would hit it as also because I'm I'm not missing out on these. You gave us Over the other four one. and a half. If it's anything over four and a half, I wouldn't take it. If the line is at four and a half or less, I would probably hit that. All right. Well, let's see if we can find that number somewhere. But yeah, I I actually, I and I was giving credit to Jerry earlier and 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 Josh, but but uh, I really enjoyed listening to you guys on Sundays, and uh, it, it, it's been fun because uh, I haven't got to hear the whole show because it doesn't take me two hours to get back from Beaumont, but. I've gotten to hear like an hour and a half, and uh, man, you guys do a great job, all three of you. Just to think, though, that's your little, uh, we call it almost a project. You know, we came to idea, it was a real rough idea. Josh and I had gotten together. I was I was still interning here, put it that way. And then, right, uh, can, I, can I give the people some inside info on this? Go ahead. Like, Jerry was wanting to put up his own money to buy the time to do it. And what did I tell you? Don't. He said, "Let me give me a second. But it was funny, though, man, because... You took so much initiative on it. You said, hold on, wait. Like, you liked the idea. And then next time we spoke to Fred, it was, I think you're good to go. Just go talk to Todd. When we sat down with Todd, it was more of a when does this start kind of thing. Honestly, I've had so much help throughout my times here. That's why I guess I love Fred so much, man. He's always, I'm not, I haven't heard too many no's in this building. And I don't want to, I don't want to knock on, I have to knock on wood, but I haven't heard too many no's. Everyone here has been more than helpful. And like I said, here I am again. But this yeah, started but, five, four, four years ago. We're on four years of money line, and it was all just bringing it to Fred. Hey. And we, uh, uh, and honestly, we, we wound up getting sponsors for the show right off the bat so, so that it was paid for and you guys didn't have to do it. And guess what? It's great content. And if you guys haven't heard it, and I know a lot of people, you know, on Sundays you're going to church or you're hungover and you're not waking up till 2 or or whatever. But if you haven't heard these guys, they do a great job. And uh, I'm, I'm really proud of both of them. I mean, they, they, the show has gotten, come so far in, what, a couple of years now that you've been doing it. it it's just... Uh, it's awesome. All right, we're going to take a quick break. The The music stopped, which means I've talked way too long. Sorry, Aaron. Uh, that's on me. 
Uh, I'll take I'll take I take full responsibility. I need to stop being a cheap ass and pay for Spotify Premium. Uh, well, yeah, because I mean, or just drop another song. You know, you could just do that. But uh, oh, it's raining like hell in that Memphis, Florida, Atlanta game. Under. Yeah. All right. So uh, when we come back, I promise you we'll do a gym of the day. Okay. Does that make everybody happy? Aaron, you happy? Huh? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 925. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Hey, guys. AJ Hoffman. It's fall, and we could all use a little awesome. Well, our friends at Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life from style and grooming goods to barware cooking tools and outdoor gear box of awesome has collections for every part of your life bespoke post only sends guys the best stuff every month no matter what you're into box of awesome has you covered who wouldn't want awesome stuff sent to them every month right it's like christmas on your doorstep whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips no matter what you're into box of awesome has you covered to get started take the quiz at box of awesome.com your answers will help them to pick the right box of awesome for you they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories it's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime each box costs only 45 bucks but has over 70 dollars worth of gear inside get 20 percent off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code blitz at checkout that's boxofawesome.com promo code blitz for 20 percent off your first box You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. I think of Die Hard every time I hear this. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I know it comes around uh, every year. Every year we have to have this discussion. <laughs> and and I've, you know what? After the gym of the day, I've got this list of Christmas movies most popular in every state. To me, if you decide Die Hard is a Christmas movie, it's number one, right? I mean, that or Bad Santa, in my opinion. But I, I don't know that. I mean, I love the movie. I just don't know that it's really a Christmas movie. I think it's a heist movie set at Christmas. That's what it is. Right? Aaron, you're, you're squirming. I'll, I'll give you that. I still like to consider it a Christmas movie. Like, it still needs to be in the rotation of, like, A Christmas Story, Home Alone, all that stuff that's constantly rerunning on TV, You sh- they should be throwing Die Hard in there. Well, a lot of places do. But, I, I listen, I love the movie. I've kind of come around that it's not really a Christmas movie because, you know, I like to define things by, I, I, it's a heist movie. And it just happens to be set at Christmas. So, if you'd set it at Easter, would it have been an Easter movie? Here's one for you, since we're on this. Is Independence Day a 4th of July movie? Yes. See, I disagree. It is an alien invasion movie set on the 4th of July. It is science fiction. It is not a 4th of July movie. Just so happens that the victory came on the 4th of July. That's why Independence Day 2 didn't really work in terms of that. But no, I, um, but we'll, we'll get to those in a minute. Right now. What kind of weed is in this alcohol? No, it's hemp. It's not weed. Why? No, just the weed. Are you, are you getting your mind blown by alien movies? And yeah, Okay. I think we're cutting you off. Um, all right. Let's do the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. 
the gym of the day. It's the gym of the day. The Panoc Jeweler gym of the day. All right. You know me. I'm big on aliens. And, you know, I am an ancient astronaut theorist, officially. I, I, I hold that title. That, that needs to be on my Wikipedia page, ancient astronaut theorist. But there are certain things I don't believe in. Ghosts, demons, Bigfoot. Guess who has their own Bigfoot now? In Singapore, there is something called Bukit Tima Monkey Man. There are those in the area that believe he roams the forests of the Bukit Tima region. Legend says, according to Wikipedia, the first report of the creature came in 1805 before the colonial British discovery of Singapore. Now, I'm just guessing there were probably people in Singapore before the Britain before the British discovered them because that's kind of the MO of the British in the 1800s. Sorry, you know, sorry, Britain, don't mean to be rude, but you did kind of colonize everything and suddenly you discovered it, but that's okay. Uh, but a Malay elder claimed to have seen an upright walking monkey face creature in the Bukit Tima era. Japanese soldiers also reported the creature during World War II. A 65-year-old retiree from the area reportedly explained to the Singapore tabloid, I love that Singapore has a tabloid, the new paper. Much better than the old paper. Uh, we were always told as children when in the Kampung not to go near the forest at night due to the monkey man. Of course, we never saw it ourselves, but it was always some uncle or friend of the family who'd seen it. Once we were shown these footprints near the forest road, and I remember the strong urine smell. Whenever we heard shrieks coming from the jungle, we would tell each other, don't disturb the monkey man. Okay, guys, what does that sound like? Come on. We all went camping as kids. I don't know. Campfire story. Yeah. Made up. You see this picture? I mean, this picture is not convincing one bit. No, this this is just a, uh, well, for one thing, it's a foot, which is gross. But uh, yeah, got to tell you. And they smelt the urine. What kind of urine does Bigfoot have? Probably some sm- some strong smelling urine, right? You're like, I know, I remember that smell. <laughs> Bigfoot's around. Nine three six is how do you not believe in ghosts, Fred? It's proven they're real. No, it's not. Just like it's not proven aliens are. You know what's proven? This drives me nuts as an ancient a- astronaut theorist. When they say finally proof of aliens, here's a guy who says he met them. Um, that's not proof. Where's your uh? little piece of the spaceship where's the uh you know the penis extension they gave you i mean i just want to see actual proof what makes you anti-ghost because i don't believe in them just don't never seen one well no i take that back i've seen what i thought was a ghost i was so stoned that it was ridiculous (laughs) but no i i mean and and no it's not proven there's no no proof just like there's no proof of aliens And, and i haven't watched this new uh, alien. By the way, that was your Zadok Jewelers gym of the day. Before I forget, the gym of the day. It's the gym of the day. The Zadok Jeweler gym of the day. I, I I haven't watched that. Uh, I think it's on Apple. The we, the guy was asking about it yesterday. The new documentary the, about uh, where they came out and say the government acknowledges that there are aliens and that they're monitoring them. Well, it's guys who used to be in the government 
are acknowledging it. And they say, finally, this is proof that UFOs and aliens really exist. No, it's a guy saying that. Hey, you're going to tell me somebody from the government's not is telling the truth? Eh, not so much. I got a little breaking news. Oh, do it. Rockets James Harden has been fined 50000 for violating the NBA's protocol on COVID. I bet that's half of what he spent in the strip club. That's he just gave away a Dior bag to, to his friend. That's he's going to pay it in three bags. Here's three, you know, luxury bags. Here you go. I mean, that's fifty thousand. Would I mean, did he learn this lesson from this? No. So he says, "How do you explain all the paranormal situations that have happened? Uh, you know how many I've seen actually happen, or that I believe happened. Uh, as many points as I scored uh, in the NBA last night, zero. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, I I do believe aliens exist, but you know, I'm fascinated by it because I I love going through the whole." Um, I, I love watching all these documentaries, and they're like, finally, proof of aliens. Here's a man who saw said he saw one. Um, okay, you know what? If you saw one, where's like uh, a piece of a spaceship? Or maybe he gave you a little bracelet from the alien world where you can contact him. No, never happens. So I, I want to see hard proof, and then I'll be down. I'll be like, okay, cool. I, I believe they exist. And I know this year everybody's seeing UFOs and all this stuff, and um, and I believe me, I've watched every documentary except for that one. I haven't seen that one yet. But my one thing that I keep coming back to as an official ancient astronaut theorist: show me one little bit of proof. You can show me all the heads at, um, you know, at Easter Egg Island and all that stuff. All that stuff's explainable, you know. No, show me a crashed craft. Show me a dead alien. By now, wouldn't we have one of those? Aliens just never curious. Die. They never die. I'm just curious. So that's it. That, that's all I'm asking for. Proof. Let's say you were in a predicament, though, in a situation, not a predicament, a situation that you did encounter an alien. Do you think you would be too confused and in awe to even try to get proof you know or you would you that's the first thing you're doing is dude i, I think uh, i'm caught in the moment kind you, of like what in the hell is going on i don't want to make a move and get taken away uh junior bronco says bob lazar bob lazar gives you a story he doesn't have he never produced any proof it's just his story he says he saw these things but do we see him no and, and that's the thing i mean is he convincing yes is a con man convincing absolutely not saying he's a con man, just saying. Ask Bill O'Brien. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I. you know what? If I saw an alien, I'd be like, dude, come check out this hemp vodka. Let's party. I got some great weed. We're going to have fun. Welcome to Earth, man. And if you're evil, okay, kill me. I don't care. Hey, mentions element five. Again, no real proof there that that's not. Yeah, I, I mean, no disrespect. I appreciate I enjoyed that uh, documentary, but again, there was no real proof. It's just them saying, you know, it's just like, and I mean, I'm a natural skeptic, but I think by now we'd have some real proof. That's all. And yeah, you could say he had nothing to gain financially, but would we know who Bob Lazar is if he hadn't come out and said all these things?
Just saying. I'm just saying, guy, now. Thanks. Ah, okay, you know what? Give me a keyboard cat for that, please. I'm not allowed to say just saying. Thank you. All right, let's go to break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Two one forces. I'm not sure how to define proof, but I was at a nuke base. It would have weird stuff in the sky all the time. And yes, those there are reports of that from nuclear bases all over the world. Uh, I said, you think the Air Force would keep tabs on that kind of stuff? It always makes me wonder. Not to mention about 50 years worth of other stories you can find. But then he says that uh, proof is objective if you think outside the box. Okay, take the second half of your comment there. It's not about thinking outside the box. I mean, there's reports. And there's actual proof. And and to me, and listen, I'm not a denier. I believe these things exist. But I also think if it's as prevalent as we think it is, why do we not have a piece of a crashed vehicle? It's been too long. Uh, yeah. Why do we not have an alien head somewhere? So just just saying. And, and listen, I've had I've had I've seen something in the sky that I can't explain. So I, I'm not. You know, I'm not one of those who say, oh, no, this doesn't exist. But what I'm saying is why is I need proof before I will, you know, go from ancient astronaut theorist to ancient astronaut supporter. That's a big step. Yeah. So there you go. All right, uh, guys, uh, we, let's let's look at a couple of the bowl lines real quick because uh, I just realized we only have two segments left because I guess we're having fun today. I don't know. Uh, Houston was 12 and a half. They're down to 10 against Hawaii. I, uh, listen, I don't think this has not been the season that UH wanted and with all the cancellations and they were a crap fest against Memphis. But from what I understand, they really want to make a statement in this thing. And, uh, that'll be tomorrow. I'll be getting drunk and watching. So, uh, I'm going to take UH, especially at 10. Now, that you tell me a little bit of motivation factor might be involved that kind of switches my thinking. But before that, I just thought that maybe they weren't going to be motivated. Maybe too many things that happen. And then seeing that, what, their top reception and touchdown guys going to be missing a, a sack, uh, the guy that leads in sacks, uh, the leading tackler. Yeah. You have many guys missing. I just. They've got some depth, though. And it hasn't shown at times, but uh, uh, they've still got plenty of receivers. The defensive line's still okay. Uh, I think they'll be fine. Hawaii leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth. That late game, they only went over two times all season. You know, you always try to get your money back on that late Hawaii game. Only two overs all season for Hawaii. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm a fairly decent number, 59 and a half. All right, uh, Marshall Buffalo. I, I got Buffalo at minus three. It's now four and a half. Uh, that's getting up there a little bit. I like Buffalo, uh, but I, I don't know about four and a half. I'm all over Buffalo. This is the game that I was... Right when it opened, I got it at that three, three and a half. And then I missed it again at three and uh, four. I was going to hit it 
now I'm hitting it again. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I missed my chance. I think this is a seven-point game or even larger. Yeah, my numbers say six and a half. So uh, that's why as soon as it opened, I was I was pretty happy with that. Lafayette, 13 and a half against UTSA. I am taking UTSA to cover 13 and a half. This is one of those motivation things where I think it's a big deal for them to be there. And, uh, you know, Lafayette had a good season, really, the first responder bowl. Uh, they're better than UTSA. I liked it better at 14 and a half, which is what I got it on, on the one site that we were talking about. But I'll still take Texas San Antonio at 13 and a half. That's not a bad bet, and counting that the Raging Cajuns weren't able to play in the Sun Belt Championship. Now they're playing in the first responder bowl. What kind of motivation do you have from there? Is right. it, let's get out of here, man? We had our chance, and we didn't get it at the championship, the Sun Belt. And again, I'm guessing on motivation here. on all the, cause, And I was wrong big time on Central Florida versus BYU. Uh, Western Kentucky plus three and a half versus Georgia State. I don't have an opinion on this one. Me neither. I honestly, I, did, I didn't even look at this game. Once I, I just, no read, I passed it, man. Coastal now seven and a half over Liberty. I actually hit Coastal at five and a half, and that number has gone to seven and a half now. I don't know what to think here, man, because you got two quarterbacks, combined 43 touchdown passes, six interceptions. Many are saying this is going to be a shootout. I'm curious to see what Liberty team we get. I do see points, though. Uh, 59 is your total there if you're interested. Uh, this is probably my favorite play of the entire bowl season. Miami is a bunch of frauds. They, The two times they went up against teams that were decent, well, Clemson, and that was a beat-up Clemson team, by the way, that beat their ass. And then North Carolina just bent them over. Oklahoma State, if there's any motivation here, should eat their soul. Two points is not enough. I think OSU rolls here. I'm with you as far as that as well. I also like OSU at first half. <laughs> I think that they were wire-to-wire winner. Colorado plus 9.5 against Texas. We all know Tom Herman is a favorite. Texas is 20 points more talented than Colorado, but are they going to show up? And who shows up? There's a lot of missing guys, a lot of opt-outs, a lot of guys ready for the next level. I can't trust Texas. I don't know if Texas is back. Uh, Wisconsin minus 7 at Wake Forest. No opinion for me. I don't know what Wisconsin we get. Right. Is it the one at the beginning of the year, then all the COVID outbreak, and then we saw a team that slowly dwindled away? I can't bet it here. I like Wake Forest's offense. Uh, Missouri plus 14.5 against Iowa. Kind of like Mizzou here a little bit. I'm going to keep an eye on who's playing and who's not. But uh, outside of two touchdowns, I think I'm leaning Mizzou. I like Iowa here, man. I like Iowa, the way Iowa closed the season against the spread. They were on a run. I think they're a, a solid team, a team that doesn't have high variance because they run the ball. They play a real structured game. I think they could house them. Cotton Bowl, Florida three-point favorite, no Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think Oklahoma not being in the playoff this year, and again, I'm going to have to see who opts out. I like the way the Sooners finished the season, and I think uh, Pitts is the reason Kyle Trask had such a huge year. Give me Oklahoma and the points here. I like the over. I think that it's going to be a hit-me-I-hit-you-back kind of game. This is the game that Oklahoma is going to call the score 38-40-ish around. And, again, if, if Pitts makes that much of a difference, I'm scared of taking Florida. I want to see what that team is without Pitts. Here's another game I really like. I've been riding the Tulsa bandwagon all year. Uh, minus 2.5 against Mississippi State. Uh, I like Tulsa again here. I think they win this game handily, frankly. I am on Tulsa all the way. This is probably one of the first games I punched in as well. This is a and I, again, I, be easy with these with these college games because we don't know what the motivation is, right. the opt outs. This is a weird season, and, and you have to you have to keep following those. And that's why I haven't hit a lot of tickets early. I hit some where I thought the the line was going to move, and I've been right about that. 
Uh, but this one inside a three, I, I haven't hit yet, but I will. I, I'm, I just think, uh, but I want to make sure as we get closer, I mean, this is a week away, uh, more than a week away. I want to make sure that the right guys are playing. And plus, you'll you'll be able to tell motivation from the stories you read from the interviews you see. Uh, Ball State plus eight against San Jose. I am out on this game. I have no interest right now. I may have interest later on. Pass. Uh, The Texas Bowl with two win Arkansas plus six against TCU. You know what? If you made me bet it today, I might take Arkansas, but I, I don't have anything on this one either. I like the Arkansas offense a little bit down towards the end. Um, I just I don't know their motivation in this game. I, right. I just again, yo guys, we got to remember motivation. New please. coach, new coach though. Maybe they're trying to to make a statement for TCU. You know, this uh, they've been in the Texas Bowl enough times. It's like their home now. This is this is their level. So I, I don't know how fired up they're going to be. I uh, am probably going to unload on Cincinnati against Georgia. And uh, right now, that number seven. I'm waiting for the half, but. Georgia has no interest in this game. All those guys are opting out. For Cincinnati, this is to be in a New Year's Six. This is a monster for them. They want to prove that they belonged in the playoff. You talk about motivation. I love Cincinnati here. Even though Georgia's a better team, don't get me wrong. But in this situation, I love Cincinnati. You said it exactly right. This particular situation, let's think back of Georgia and Texas a few years back when Texas was able to beat them as an outright dog. If they're not motivated and you know Cincinnati's playing with a chip on their shoulder, that's all you need to do. And most people are going to flock to Georgia and they're going to say on paper, look at these two teams. But Cincinnati's highly motivated. And Central Florida against Auburn. Uh, Go back to Utah against Alabama. These are all perfect uh, examples. Auburn plus three and a half against Northwestern. Uh, I, again, we got some time on this one. I, I'm leaning Auburn here. Uh, I, I think, uh, well, I don't think they're great. I, I think Northwestern also not a very good team. I also am probably going to lean under here, even though the total is only 43 and a half. Under and the Cinderella story is over. Northwestern losing that Big Ten championship. I think I think that game leaves, uh, leaves them out of air. You know, it's like, well, we did yeah. good, but it just wasn't enough. The only thing that worries me is like, okay, so what does Auburn do now that they fired malls on? You know, uh, sometimes that motivates teams. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, the semifinals, Notre Dame now 20 and a half, plus 20 and a half against Bama. Uh, not for me, um, but if it keeps going up and if it gets over 21, I have to bet Notre Dame. That door, back door is going to be open. Right. Look at that. You can be down four touchdowns, 24 points, a little under four touchdowns, and all of a sudden say, I'm still like, just give me the ball last, and I can cover while Alabama's not going to be really trying. They're just going to be in prevent. It's a, it's a tough spread. When you have a spread that big, you better be sure that it's going to be a 30-something point game so that back door isn't open when your team isn't motivated to play defense. And, and we'll talk more about some of these later games on Monday when we're filling in for Josh Ennis. But Ohio State plus 7.5 against Clemson. I think that's the right number. Um, Does motivation play here? Any not, extra not, motivation? Not in a semifinal, no. Well, well I'm saying the Clemson, moti- the, the way that Dabo rated you know, the, they're his personal rankings. Do you think that plays anything? No, I don't. I, I think in the semifinals, it's going to come down to who who's the better team. And I think Clemson's a better team. I don't know if they're seven and a half points better, though. And that's because I don't know. How, I don't have enough data points on Ohio State. Kentucky minus two and a half against NC State. No opinion there. Me neither. Uh, Mississippi plus six and a half against Indiana. Give me Mississippi in the over on that. I like Mississippi quite a bit. I don't. I don't. I didn't like Indiana all year. I thought they were frauds. I think they're soft. I think Mississippi does. And their quarterback's dead. So, uh, Oregon plus four and a half at Iowa State. Uh, 
probably passing on that one, but I'd lean Oregon. Oregon impressed me in that Pac-12 championship. I like Oregon. And then uh, North Carolina Aggie. This one I, I've got to do some more research on because as of today, it feels like Aggies, like they feel slighted and, uh, you know, it, they, there doesn't seem to be the motivation that I want to see. I, I could see them going two ways. One way is, you know what? We're going to prove something. We're going to stomp these guys' ass better than Notre Dame did. And then when Notre Dame loses worse to Alabama than we do, then we could say we belonged in there. Or they can be, you know what? Screw it. We had a chance to be in the playoff. We didn't get there. We quit. And then I'm taking North Carolina all day. That's not one I'm going to know until I see some interviews, till I read some interviews, until I get a sense. Because I know what the fans think. The fans think they got screwed and, and they quit. But I got to know what the players are thinking. And that's that's why I don't have a play on that yet. The only reason I don't have a play, and I'm glad that I waited a little bit to research some more, is a lot of opt-outs also from that North Carolina Yeah, North team. Carolina's had more opt-outs than I thought they were going to have. And I can't, I can't back them at that. Uh, I need to figure out exactly what Fred said. If the Aggies are motivated in a, man, let's show them that we belonged in it. If they have the Cincinnati mentality, then you take these points. But if they don't and they're checked out mentally, stay away. And IOT says Oklahoma plus three at Florida. Florida has nothing to play for. That's another team that thought, you know, they had a chance at making the playoffs. And now, you know, your best, I think your best offensive weapon is opted out. And that's no disrespect to Trask. I just think Pitts is a monster. So, all right. Uh, please cite your source that the Texas A&M Aggies feel slighted. Uh, have you been breathing for the last week? Have you been paying attention to anything for the last week? Oh, my God. Uh, all right. You know what? You probably just woke up from a two-year nap. It's okay. Yeah, they feel slighted. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, A pair of hopper-long boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Last segment. Last segment. Yeah, never mind. That doesn't quite work. Uh, so we're going to wrap things up the way we always do on Wednesdays with some deaths. These are where we honor people who have passed away. During the past week, not this actual week, but throughout history. 2018, Penny Marshall from Laverne and Shirley, dead at 75. It's a good run. Great. Uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor, who, uh, before your time, but dead in 2016 at 99. That is a fantastic run. Uh, Brittany Murphy, dead at 32 in 2009. Not a good run. And in fact, that's a horrible run. Uh, let's see. Kevin Green, we talked about earlier in the week, 58 years old. Got to say, not a good run. Is someone who's two years from 58, uh, that's not good. 2011, Kim Jong-il, who was the guy before Kim Jong-un, suspected heart attack at 70. All right, let's see. Uh, 2016, Dr. Henry Heimlich, 
inventor of the Heimlich maneuver, choked to death at the age of 96. <laughs> okay, I made that up. Uh, let's see. December 21, 2000, Alfred J. Gross. That's not someone named after me. You invented the walkie-talkie. At, dead at 82. Um, let's see. Uh, that one sucks. That one sucks. That one sucks. Um, also sucks. That sucks. Okay, let's move on to the best deaths. December 18th. Great day, by the way. My birthday. 1997. Chris Farley, dead at 33. Wow. From a drug overdose. That's a long time ago, man. Uh, December 20th, 1812. Sacagawea. Dead at 24. What did he do? Or she. She, she was the Shoshone interpreter. For the Lewis and Clark expedition. And dead at 24. I don't know if she deserves to be in Best Deaths, but she was in, uh, what was that movie with uh, Ben Stiller? Oh, Night at the Museum. Yeah, yeah. She was kind of hot in that. So, all right, go ahead and put her in there. I mean, she's kind of the reason the rest got explored without the explorers all dying the second they crossed the Mississippi. Yeah, but, you know, those guys were also exploiting the natives and... You know, she she went along with that. Not really sure that's a good thing. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. Don't go on. Uh, December 21st, 1940, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Who? Scott Fitzgerald. I didn't say anything was wrong with him. You just said F. Scott Fitzgerald. What F him? Why? You know what? Because he wrote The Great Gatsby, okay? One of my favorite books. And The Gatsby was not great. He was pretty bleeping average. And you know what? I like the idea that he has an F as his initial. If I had a decent middle name, I would go with F fill in the blank Fowler. Triple F. I had a friend. His last name was you, an Asian friend, and his first initial was F. They'd always go F, you, me. Everybody says that to me anyway. That way it'll just be like they're saying hello. And uh, 1945, dead at the age of 60, George S. Patton. American World War II general. You magnificent son of a bitch! All right. Now we play a little game called Guess How the Porn Star Died. This is this is where you have to play the role of AJ. Uh, 1987, Linda Wong, age 36, died from... Overdose. Uh, very good. Xanax, chloral hydrate, and alcohol. That's a triple crown right there. Hell of a party. All right, one for one. Let's see if we can get all three. December 19th, 2010, Violet Adamson, dead at 35 from? Heart attack. 35? Really? Suicide. Suicide. All right, let's see if we can get a, a winning record at least. One left. December 20th, 1992, Chanel Price, 35 years old, died from? Car crash. Drug overdose. What's the trend between porn star and drug uh, drug overdoses? Is that is that the prevalent one? Uh, drug overdose. Uh, murdered by pimp. Uh, most- That's not as common as everybody thinks because AJ suggested a lot. It's yeah. maybe once a month that we find one that was murdered by their pimp. Murdered by pimp. Yeah, a lot of it is suicide, or and drug then the overdose. other half is drug overdose. If you just go, if you just guess drug overdose and suicide, you're going to get fifty percent for sure. Uh, or sometimes 
you know, strangled and weird sexual thing that happens. Aaron, any plans for uh, Christmas? Uh, spending time with my family. I've got my family tomorrow, wife's family on Christmas Day. Uh, if you need something to listen to, because we're not here, I just launched a new podcast. It should be out later tonight with uh, our friend Beth from Darling Way. So if you search iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that fun stuff, at Come With Us Podcast, C-O-M-E, you <sighs> freaking weirdos with your No, well, dirty you lingo. named it. You named it. What do you What do you think we're gonna it was think? A group collaboration. I get it. Uh, no, it, listen. Uh, tweet that out, and uh, I'll make sure to retweet it so that because uh, love Beth, kind of like Aaron. I'd like you guys to listen to their podcast. So, all right, man. That's gonna wrap it up. Jerry, great job. A plus. Aaron, A plus. I I'm gonna hold off the rest of your grade until I hear the podcast because I know Beth's good. I don't want you to bring her down. So, don't set your standards too high for me. Oh, they're up there. Her part is really good. They're up Mine there. is just kind of. You work with the champs. You need to be. You know, you're like Eric B. Enemy. You know, I'm the Tony Ku coach of that <laughs> team. Now you're you're the offensive coordinator who's been learning from Andy Reid. So now we'll find out if you're any good. You're the Daniel House. Don't mess this up. Daniel House. Oh God. So uh, yeah, everybody check that out and. Uh, Jerry and I'll be back Monday filling in for Josh from two to four, but we're going to spend the next. I'm going to spend the next four days getting drunk. Jerry uh, doing family stuff, yeah, and drinking some and playing some poker. All right, well, maybe I'll see you at the poker table. All right, that's going to do it. Until next Monday, stay sports, you bitches. Merry Christmas. to ESPN 97.5. We're taking a break. Okay. That's cool.